It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, Mr. Reddit here. Welcome back to another episode of r slash Entitled Parent Stories. Our first story we'll be reading today. Entitled mom refuses to move her car when I tell her to, so I write her a ticket. After that, Entitled mom thinks it's okay for her son to break the law. After that, my Entitled grandma exchanged my new clothes for steel utensils. And after that, better be able to do what you say. Now Karen assured me if we can get 1,000 likes on this video, she won't exchange anyone else's clothes for an entire week. So please smash that like button. And if you're new, subscribe and turn on notifications for new stories from Reddit every single day. And by the way, become an official channel member today and I'll give you a special shout out in our next video. And please listen to my playlist every night when you fall asleep, link pinned below. Entitled mom refuses to move her car when I tell her to, so I write her a ticket. I work at an airport. Federal regulations prohibit vehicles parking next to the terminals. My job is to tell people this and have them take a loop around or go wait in a park and wait area. Most people understand and drive off. The people who always give me a hard time are the elderly ladies. Anyway, cast. We've got entitled mom. We've got poor son and me. We get drivers coming to pick up their people in waves due to multiple flights landing around the same time. Drivers will then pull up to the nearest open curb and park. What we do is break the stretch up section by section and start from the area closest to exit and work our way down. I had just finished telling a vehicle to take a loop when entitled mom comes speeding down the road and wedges her way into the slot I just made. When this happens, we don't say or do anything because often their person is on the sidewalk ready to go. I'll finish talking to the cars that have been there a minute and then come back. When I go back to her, I give her the same phrasing as everyone else. Hi, unfortunately, there's no parking and waiting, active loading only. If your party is not out here, you're going to have to take a loop around, all right? Entitled mom. Oh no. My son is coming out right now. Me. Okay, ma'am. I can give you another minute. But if he's not out by the time I start walking back to you, you'll have to leave. I then stroll off before she can say anything. Usually when I say that line, people try to argue and ask for more time or get angry. So to prevent that, walking away is the best option. I finish the section again and head back. Now, doing a section usually takes about five minutes so she's had plenty of time. Me, tapping on her window to get her attention. Still no luck? No, he's coming soon. 
Unfortunately, ma'am, you'll have to go around it this time. Just get into the leftmost lane and you'll see a sign that says return to terminal. Only a four minute drive. Entitled mom. I'm not going. He's so close to coming out. Ma'am, if you're still here when I come back, you're getting a ticket. Hearing this, her inside Karen awoke. Karen. You have no right to threaten me in such a way. I am a tax-paying citizen, so my money paid for this airport. I can wait as long as I want. I don't argue with people, but I did notice the section was full again, so I just walked away. Finish it again in another five minutes, and she's still there. At this point, I pull out my ticket book as I am walking to her vehicle. Everyone on the sidewalk is smirking and giggling a little. They're enjoying the drama. I walk right past her window and stand in front of her car and start writing her plates. Entitled Mom. What do you think you're doing? You have no authority. You're not even a police officer. This is true. I am not police. However, I am airport operations. I have to enforce airport safety and protocol. When acting on behalf of my job, what I say is just the same as if it were from a cop. Me. Ma'am, I have told you several times you'd have to take a loop around. Plus, you've had over 15 minutes to wait. She continues to yell at me, trying to create a scene and make me nervous to stop writing the ticket. It's also policy to not hand the person the ticket. We are to put it under the windshield wiper. I do just that. However, just before I do, I get a feeling to call control. Not ATC, but airport control and request a camera be out on me, just for safety. Entitled Mom. Now you're trying to break my property. I want to talk to your manager, because you're getting fired. Me. Ma'am, I'll be more than happy to call a supervisor. However, about breaking your property, we have video evidence I did no such thing. The Entitled Mom keeps going off. I can take it. The section is mostly empty, However, there's still a lot of passengers on the sidewalk, just watching the whole scenario. She then gets out of her vehicle and says something like, Well, since I've already been ticketed, I'm just going to go find my son. The ticket she was given was for airport signs and markings. There's a different code for an unattended vehicle. Me, being the cold-hearted jerk I am, let her walk away, gave it a minute, wrote her another ticket, and called for a tow truck to take it away. The entitled mom comes right when the tow truck starts backing up to lift her front wheels. What the heck are you doing? Me. Unattended vehicles must be towed away. See, son? I told you he was discriminating me and targeting me only because I am a woman. You need to do something. Son. Sir, how long has my mom been parked here? Me. I'd say about 40 minutes. Mom, you know that's way too long. Son shakes his head, and before his mom can start to say something, he says loudly, Let's cut our losses right now and leave, before it gets towed all the way away. If a vehicle is towed, it is an additional $50, but even if the tow truck touches the vehicle, it's $25 to the driver of the tow truck. The son comes over to me while his mom gets in the passenger seat. I'm sorry for what she said to you. If anyone apologizes to me, I call it good. I tell him it's whatever, and then he thanks me for being patient. Because he is being so nice, I decide to teach his mom a lesson. Me. 
Because you're being very polite and reasonable, I'll waive the $25 towing fee. Thanks, I really appreciate that. I'll be getting out of here right now. He then turns to the whole crowd. I am sorry for how my mother behaved and acted. If she offended anyone, I am so sorry. I take it he wanted to teach her a lesson too. I figure, let's add on to it. Me. Sir, because people like you make my job easy, fun, and nice, I'll also void the second ticket. I grab it and walk away. Do you think he should have voided those tickets or left them for Entitled Mom to pay? Let me know in the comments. Next we've got Entitled Mom Thinks It's Okay For Her Son To Break The Law. Cast. We've got Boyfriend, Entitled Mom's Son. We've got Entitled Mom, Boyfriend's Mother. We've got My Mom and Me. Okay, so this is gonna seem really bizarre and I can't believe this is a real thing that happened, but yeah. Backstory. My ex-boyfriend was hurt a lot in past relationships, cheated on by every girl, so he has a lot of trust problems. I'm fairly independent and he's needy and clingy. We've constantly had problems with his codependency, but we both really liked each other despite the problems. I've mentioned several times he should go see a counselor to talk about insecurities he doesn't want to tell me. He hates all of my male friends, but doesn't care about my female friends. I'm not close with his family, despite dating him for 9 months. His family is also kind of toxic and uncomfortable to be around. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a 3-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. With Mint Mobile, my connection is so much better than my previous wireless provider, and I'm saving so much now on my monthly bill. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new 3-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash redder. That's mintmobile.com slash redder. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash redder. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The story. I had been hearing strange noises at my house one night, and since I am really anxious... I kept mentioning it to my boyfriend and he asked me multiple times if I wanted him to walk over and check it out. He lives only a few blocks away. I kept telling him no, but I was freaked out, ended up calling him and through my window I could hear him talking. He wasn't in my backyard, but he was standing by my gate looking around for me. At the time, I was slightly upset, but more relieved. It helped soothe my anxiety that no one was there. The next night, I was getting ready for bed, around 1.30am, and I was just settling down when I hear someone sniff. 
and the sound of movement in the backyard side alley by our house. I froze, terrified and in tears. I called him instantly to tell him someone was at my house and I could hear once again, him through my window. This time he was in my backyard by my window to check up on me. I was mortified and I told him that was a complete breach of privacy and unacceptable. I told him I didn't want to see him for a bit and we would discuss this in depth after I calmed down. The next day, I hadn't told my family about it when I am awoken from a call from my mother. She tells me that they, my brother and her, had just left the house and saw a boyfriend at the park across the street from my house and he tried to duck and hide from them and she saw him when he peeked to see if they were gone. After they came home, my brother explained he had seen him walking away from our house when he walked out and my mother had seen him at the park once they drove by a few minutes later. This creeped my mother out and she informed me of that. I explained what happened and she said it's my choice what I do from here but she wants to put a lock on the gate because it's made her uncomfortable. Acceptable. Called boyfriend right after they called to chew him out. He claims he was at the park drinking coffee, enjoying the morning. Neither of them saw a coffee cup, but I chose to let it go and tell him not to come near my house and to go to the park across his street and not come down to mine. A few days later, things have calmed down a little. Haven't deep talked about stuff yet, but I missed him. So since I woke up early for work and then was sent home before clocking on, it was dead. I invited him over to start The Mandalorian with my brother and I. We watched two episodes and at one point he tried to cuddle up to me and I gently pulled away since I was still upset but wanted to be around him. He goes silent because he's upset and I get upset he can't be an adult about giving me space. Had him go home, got into bed since I decided to take a nap, was text arguing with him since he was throwing a fit about how I brushed him off. I ended up falling asleep without saying anything to him. Woke up from my nap to my dog barking non-stop to the doorbell. Few minutes later, my brother comes in to tell me that our neighbors called the police since they saw someone in our backyard looking through our windows. I wonder who it could be. Immediately call him. This is our conversation. Me. Were you in my backyard? Boyfriend. No, I'm home right now. Boyfriend. Were you in my backyard a bit ago? Raising voice, cause I just woke up and I'm upset that he did it again. No, I'm at home right now. Sound of rustling and arguing. Entitled mom. Who is this? Me. It's me. From here on out is roughly what was said. Honestly, I didn't memorize it. This happened before Christmas and I was so upset in the moment that mostly I got yelled at and barely comprehended it. Good. I've been wanting to talk to you and your mother. Her son and I are both 20. We're adults. Why do you need to talk to my mother? Also, you can hear boyfriend begging for her to stop. Have you been telling my son that he needs to see a psychiatrist? Me starts to respond. Don't talk. I'm talking right now. My son is not crazy and he doesn't need to see a psychologist. She kept swapping back and forth from psychologist and psychiatrist. And you need to stop telling him that he needs to see one. I think you need to see one because you have a boy who loves you so much as to go out several times a night to check up on you. Me, do you know what your son has been doing? 
I know that you have a boy who loves you so much as to go into your backyard and see what you're doing. I know that if I was him, I wouldn't have stayed with you after catching you in the car with another boy. Talking to a concerned friend about boyfriend's behavior and how it made him and my other friends uncomfortable. Boyfriend decided to walk over and check on me when I didn't respond to my texts. Phone was in purse. Didn't think we would talk for an hour. If I was boyfriend, when I found you, I would have pulled you out of the car and dumped you. My son loves you so much, and you just treat him like dirt, and his dad and I have talked about it, and we hate the way you treat him. And if he needs to see a psychiatrist, it's because of you. Me. I never told him to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I told him to see a therapist or a counselor to talk to, I think you need to talk to a therapist. I think therapy is healthy. Then why don't you go and stop telling my son to go? I have gone. Oh yeah? And what's wrong with you? Manipulation from my father. Wish I hadn't told her, but I was being really impulsive about what I was saying because I was upset and can't function when people start yelling at me. Entitled mom scoffs. I want to talk to your mother. Come over here with her. My mother is 70. I'm not having my mother walk over. She's 70? Literally drove this woman to McDonald's, and we talked about this, and she went on and on about how God has a plan, and this was his plan for me and stuff. Me. Yes, I've told you this before. It doesn't matter. My mother comes over all the time. I'm not having my mother come over and be yelled at by you. Then I'll come over there supposed to be a threat. Okay, I'll go tell her you're on your way. Give her time to get dressed. She's laying down. See you soon. Hangs up. Now that I'm off the phone, all the anxiety hits me. There is going to be a confrontation here soon. I'm crying and shaking a bit. I know, baby alert. And I go in and tell my mother to get ready. She gets up, gets dressed while comforting me. She texts boyfriend to tell him that it is ridiculous to have his mother come over and that she doesn't want to deal with this. He calls her, except it isn't boyfriend. It's entitled mom. We both knew it. I told her it's her decision if she answers. She stares at the phone for a few rings before answering. I only heard her side and the muffled voice of entitled mom. Entitled mom says something about me. My mom. It doesn't matter what I think. They are both adults and I have no right to put my input in and neither do you. Entitled mom tries to say more. My mom hangs up. Later she told me that I'm young and allowed to make my own decisions and my mistakes, so whatever I do, it's up to me. She never shows up. Guess boyfriend talked her down. For anyone interested, we had a sit down later where we both outlined everything that was going to change from our relationship going forward, and I told him if he was ever in my backyard again, we would instantly be over. And then last night, not even a week later, he was in my backyard again. So, that's over. What would you do if your boyfriend or girlfriend kept showing up in your backyard in the middle of the night? Let me know in the comments. Next we've got, My Entitled Grandmother Exchanged My New Clothes for Steel Utensils. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Indian, and in my country, till a few years ago, you could get steel utensils from door-to-door -door vendors in exchange for clothes. This barter system still exists in villages and some small towns. My grandmother, being the insane hoarder that she was, loved getting utensils in this manner. Utensils that no one else was allowed to touch, that she would never use and would only gather dust in her room. Anytime my stepmom or dad tried to donate our old clothes to charity, that jerk would throw a hissy fit. She'd collect all the clothes we weren't going to wear anymore so she could exchange them for pots and pans. At times, she would take it a step further and demand clothes that we were still going to wear. She would insist that they didn't fit us anymore or some other BS argument to get us to hand them over. Seriously, we had to sometimes fight her to keep our clothes. Oh, but she never, I mean never, gave away her own clothes. She only took garments from others, namely me, my dad, my stepmom, and my stepbrother. When I was around 21, I had just lost a lot of weight and needed new clothes. Yes, I lived with my parents. In India, you can't afford to live independently unless you have a well-paying job, and I was in college at that time. So one day, I went to a local store's clearance sale and bought a bunch of new threads. I left them on my bed and went off to a friend's place. When I returned a few hours later, my new clothes were gone. My dad, stepmom, and brother weren't home, so I figured out instantly who must have taken them. I confronted the grand monster and asked what she had done with my clothes. She was sitting on her bed, admiring her latest haul of pots and pans. Without even looking up, she told me my clothes were ugly and too westernized, and that she did the right thing by exchanging them for something useful. As you can imagine, I lost my temper. I yelled at her called her every name in the book, and she had the audacity to actually defend her actions. That evening, there was a major showdown in our home. I was still livid and asked my dad exactly how long we were going to put up with her. My stepmother and I don't get along, but when one of us was up against Grand Monster, the other always lent her support. This was no different. My stepmother agreed with me wholeheartedly. My dad told Grand Monster that she was now forbidden from entering my room without my prior permission. She started to fake cry and said we were all being so cruel to her. My dad later came to my room and said he would make it up to me and buy me new clothes. I, of course, was still livid and I wasn't about to let that jerk have this victory. My grandmother needed sleeping pills to fall asleep. She took them even during the day. A few days later, I snuck into her room during her afternoon nap. I opened her utensils trunk Yes, she had a whole trunk full of them and took out a whole bunch of her beloved pots, glasses, plates, etc. I shut the lid quietly and exited. I went straight to an old age shelter that was nearby. I donated the utensils and earned the joy of giving and the taste of sweet, sweet revenge. I didn't tell anyone what I had done and just waited for Grand Monster to discover her loss, which she did just a few days later. It happened in the evening. I was in the kitchen cooking dinner 
when I heard her ear-piercing wailings about how someone had stolen from her utensils chest. A satisfied smile spread across my face. My dad called me into grandmother's room and asked if I knew anything about the missing utensils. I admitted that I had taken and donated them. Grandmonster looked like her head would explode. I calmly told her I had done the right thing because those utensils were ugly and that the shelter needed them more. And clearly, if she could come into my room and take my things without asking, I could jolly well do the same. I think my dad was upset with me, but really had nothing to say to me. He spent the next hour or so trying to calm his mother down. I slept so well that night. When Grandmonster passed a few years later, the first of our belongings that we got rid of were those utensils. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate this revenge? Next we've got... Better be able to do what you say. Not to me, but my brother was the one to enact this revenge. He works on the assembly line of a well-known company, soon learns that a lot of employees were either transferred or quit from this position over the year. He would soon learn it was because of a fellow worker stationed with him. Let's call him Richard. Richard has been working in this position for over 20 years, was apparently a high school dropout and this was the only work he managed to find. As the years went on, people who worked with Richard seemed to get promoted to more difficult tasks that required further education in the field, and it seemed Richard was not liking that at all. Richard began making life difficult for those who had to work at the same station as him, even going so far as to take credit for their work and shifting the blame of his faulty products to them since he had been there for so many years and knows what he is doing. Then along comes my brother. He had a basic grasp of what the job entailed, having done the basic stuff in high school. It took him a little while, but eventually he worked his way to be on the same position as Richard and was soon producing the same output and quality as Richard. Naturally, Richard began to take credit for more and more of my brother's work. HR eventually got to be involved after a complication between the two when numbers presented indicated that my brother had faults in almost all of his work and that Richard had somehow managed to produce much more than the employee average, going on stating, I can do the work of two of us and produce a quality product. OP's brother should not be here and it would save you all a lot of money. Naturally, my brother was frustrated. Cameras could not prove that either were at fault for producing faulty products. Brother got a verbal warning and both left. My brother went and spoke to the site manager about the issue. Big surprise to those who are not I, but they were good friends through high school. They both talked and the revenge was soon planned. After the manager went to HR and checked statements made from Richard, they impacted the revenge. Being near the Christmas break, orders were low, so if faulty products were made, they could easily be remade and not affect the schedule. Perfect time to act. My brother had time off built up with the company, so he used it. The site manager then went up to Richard, informing him that my brother will no longer be working with him. Richard's slight smile apparently turned to a look of disgust when the manager informed him that he would be working at the station by himself and that he could not let their required numbers drop. That did not sit well with Richard and they both went to HR. Richard was yelling that it was unfair and unprofessional that he had to work alone and yet had to do so much work. Then the manager brought out a file containing various statements about how he was good at his job and how effective he was. Apparently, the manager's response was, you said you could do it, 
And if it does save us money, then would you not think you would get some financial benefit out of it too? Richard took that bait of extra income and left in a huff. Needless to say, over the next two days, the numbers were not met, even with the majority of products were deemed faulty and could not be used. This time, the manager called a meeting with higher-ups, HR, and Richard. Richard tried to defend his actions, but with all his statements and the recent evidence of his skill level, he was let go. Brother came back to work, new guy replacing Richard, and eventually the quantity and quality of products were back to the required levels. Like the manager had said, Richard would not have to work with him anymore. If you're going to talk a big game, Richard, be sure you can play it. And shoutouts to our Regenerals of the day, Anne Swan, 8-Bit Ninja, and Aries Costa. Become tomorrow's Regenerals by leaving as many Rees as you can in the comments below. And watch this video next, you'll love it.